Ruach thou, O great mountain. Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I want to appreciate every worker in this house. Alright? You know, I was I was sitting down there looking at the choir, look at looking at Mrs. Apoke with her big tongue. I said, Well, that little baby one day will be getting ready to get married and then we say, Oh, you so fast? You used to sing Prince Worship with your mom. I say, When, when? I say, In your mother's womb. Hallelujah. And, you know, all the units in church, choir, usher department, sanctuary, keeping junior church, all of them, they are putting a lot of work and sacrifice to just make a service a beautiful experience for us. Every appreciate all the workers, <laughs> protocol departments, uh, all the departments. We have several departments, you know. Uh, the choir will come for rehearsals after rehearsals. It's a lot of sacrifice. Uh, but then again, when you look at the scripture, that's what God wants anyway. God wants you to serve Him. Wants you to serve Him with your life and with your time. And it says, Walk while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can walk. A time will come, and by reason of wisdom, you get to a place where you are like, Ah, I should serve God. But there may not be time or strength to do so. So the Bible advises that in the days of your youth, you should serve God in your generation. Are you with me here? And somebody says, well, it's because I'm busy. It's because, hey, you're going to get busier and busier. I'm telling you the truth. I wasn't this busy five years ago. I wasn't this busy ten years ago. As a single, I don't even know what busy is. I thought I was. But you're going to get busier. So if you can't serve God now, I don't know when you want to. You're going to get busier. 24 hours is going to shrink and shrink and shrink until it looks like two hours to you. Because as a single, uh, it's you, yourself, and just you. When you get married, you have a whole human being added into your life. Either you are the husband or the wife, doesn't make the difference. But you have somebody you have to be pleasing, aside from pleasing God. And so that person comes into your life. And those, those people, when they come into your life as well, they don't come empty. They come with their baggages. They come with their personalities. They come with their tendencies. They come with their strengths and their weaknesses as well. And then you have to ha- uh, figure out in the foundational years how to manage together how to be together, how to live together in peace so that you can have a wonderful marriage. And then, boom, the children start coming. And those ones can come without warning. Praise God. And and when they come, they want all the attention. Go and find out from married people. They want all the attention. They're going to keep you awake, both dad and mom, in the night, whether you like it or yes. Because now your wife just gave birth and uh, uh, she's still recuperating from all the... Uh, stores that come with delivery 
And then uh, the baby decides to sleep in the day and be alive in the night for the first couple of weeks. That's just what they do, as if they planned it. So in the night, the baby is awake, eyes shining, wants to eat every 15, 15 minutes. I mean, the baby will eat and sleep and then wake up again with serious cry that cannot be ignored. And because your wife is still recuperating, you want to help her. Okay, you can just let me, let me rock the baby to sleep. Oh, don't worry. Let me just do that. And, and, you know, one guy posted on Facebook with his baby in his hand, his eyes like this. He said, this is me. I said, that's you. We, we can see. Holding the baby. I said, you don't know anything yet. You have just started. Also, because you, you just get busier and busier. Are you following me? And um, uh, the baby grows a little bit and then goes to school. You say, ah, thank God, he's not in school. But then he comes back with homework. The kind of homework they give students today. When I saw Dunamai's homework, I pitied him. I said, God, this is not fair. What is this? How is he going to cope? But then he will sit down and walk and walk and walk and walk. And when he's through, he said, can I watch TV now? I said, yes, you can with all this homework. Our work in those days. What are you talking about? Ten minutes, pa pra pa pra. It's over. These ones they overload their destiny, not their life. They overload their destiny with homework. And some of those homework are designed to include the parents deliberately, so that you can be part of the academic process. So the, the child will come to you. So you ask him question, why would they give you homework that you don't know? Let them give you a word based on what they have taught you. Why would they give you something? And your children will say, they've not taught us before. Ah, what do you mean? Homework is like, you have done this, so take homework so that you can improve on what we've taught you. No, but they give them new things so that parents can be involved. So we are just coming back from your work and in your dreams you want to watch football, but your child is waiting with bundles of homework. And if you have twins, God help you. Because they cannot copy each other. If they copy each other, they are both the same as you. So their own works are unique to themselves. So singles, serve God now. It's just an advice. Serve God now. Uh, when you get married, uh, there's going to be work, there's going to be career, there's going to be business. And you don't even know the kind of business you're going to do, whether it's the one that will take you to Dubai every weekend. Read Bible now and put it in your heart. So that while you are in the plane, you can meditate and be pulling scriptures here and there from Genesis without having to open the Bible. Not that uh, the devil shows up and says, it is written, it is written. Genesis, Genesis, it is written. I say it's written. What's written? You don't know. See, Jesus Christ started attending services from around age whatever but by age 12 we got to know in the scripture he said i have to be about my father's business he sat down with the scholars in the temple and began to engage them for questions so much so that for three days he didn't even know his parents have left him talking of passion and zeal are you following me here i say i'm still a young man at 20 you are still young you are not young my friend and you know, white hair these days is coming out faster than before. Before, when you are around 52, around 32, 33 now, white hair will start coming to remind you that you are getting old. Are you following me? You see a 40 year old, my everything is still black. Forget it, it's died that is at work. Are you with me here? So let me tell 
your neighbor. Serve God now, 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 now. And if you don't still believe what I'm saying, we have a couple of married people in our church. In fact, this, this year has been the year that a lot of people got married in this church. Praise God. And we appreciate God for that. I mean, when this church started, it was myself, Pastor Sophia, and uh, who else? I think nobody else. I mean, we're the only married couple in the whole church, in the entire church. And, you know, but we have a lot of... Uh, some of these young, young people in choir, they are married, though. If you were mistakenly toast them. Five pastors catch you. Not there. All right, so... We have a lot of married couples. You can walk up to them and ask them, is it true that you are busy? They will sit you down and explain. Are you following me at all? So as a single, pursue God with all your strength, with all your energy, and get yourself integrated in the system of the church. There's a system we have here. The Bible likens the local assembly and the entire body of Christ. It says it is the body of Christ. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, began to explain that uh, the arm cannot say to the leg, I don't need you. Or the eye says to the, to the, to the nose, what are you doing here? He said, but all of them are working together. So the, the Bible actually likens the local assembly to our body. And so when you look at your body, what do you see? What you see is systems. The reason you are alive sitting down is because your system is in place. You have digestive system, isn't it? You have a reproductive system, right? What other do you have? Circulatory system, respiratory system, excretory system. Is that all? Central nervous system. So all those systems are in place. Now, if one of the systems fails, especially the excretory system, it's a problem. It's surgery. And if the surgery cannot correct it, it's death. So if one system goes out of place, it's a problem. In the body, the human body. If the circulatory system stops functioning or has an anomaly and blood is not pumping and flowing, it should, that person is going to die quick. When witches attack people, is the system they attack. Are you following me? One woman was on the mountain praying. She went there because of a problem. The person that was with her and the white, uh, somebody that was praying with her, all of a sudden the person that was praying with her said, Ha! She said in vernacular, I feel the comfort by. And this is a, a strange wind is about to blow. And true to it, there was a wind. In less than one minute, that woman was dead. In less than one minute, she was attacked. Blood was coming out of the ears and the mouth at the same time. Pew! she was gone. What happened? The system was attacked. The blood is not supposed to flow out of here. There is a circulatory system that God put in place that when the heart pumps the blood, it goes this way. And you also know the, the, the wiring of the nerves in our body, all the places, the veins that the blood passes through. If it were arranged on the floor, on the road, it would, it would take 35 miles for one person. That's how much of how blood flows in your body that you don't know. You see, you don't know uh, because all the systems are working fine. The day there's a little snack, you will know with pain, with inconvenience. That person will rush out quickly, vomit, and all kinds of things will happen. And that will never be our, our portion in Jesus' name. But I'm trying to explain to you how the systems work. So in the church, we have a system. We have a system through which we absorb new people in the church. We have a system through which we absorb people into workforce. You go through development class. We have a system through which we minister to those who are 
who are in need. We have a welfare system. So you, you function with the system. Uh, so when you say you are a part of this family, a part of this body, and you come and you do nothing in the church, you just come and go. You get blessed and you go. You are not really fulfilling the plan of God for your life as it were. Because let me tell you something. When you function in the, in the local assembly, whatever you do, is a preparatory stage to whatever God has for you in life. That you are in shouts of grace center today is not by mistake. Everything is divine orchestration of God, aligning your parts and making, you, making things to work together for your good eventually. Everything you are hearing in the church is taking you to a place. Everything is aggregating to form, uh, or to crystallize into a particular force that will now advance your life eventually. So you don't take those things for granted. When it comes to spiritual stuff, you don't take them for granted. So you are a part of the assembly. You honor God with your tithes. You give when you need to give. You, you don't just stay off and just uh, do Christianity your own way. There is a system that God has provided for us in the scriptures. Are you with me this morning? Having said that, let's get into the scriptures. I, uh, during the first service, uh, if you're not in the first service, you miss the Lord. We have a word, beautiful word from the Lord. It, it will do you well to get a tape. Uh, minister, building minister, that then I came up, and then I will just share along that line. Alright? So let's look at First John chapter 1, and we're going to start from verse 1. First John chapter 1, we start from verse 1. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says there, it says that which was from the beginning, come on, say amen, amen. which we have had, say amen. amen, which we have seen with our eyes, say amen, amen. which we have looked upon, say amen, amen. and our hands have handled, say amen. amen, of the word of life. And then the verse 2 says, I'll just read the first part, for the life was manifested. So we see a progression. The first thing is in verse 1. Something which was from the beginning. Come and say beginning. beginning. Number two, we have had. Number three, we have seen with our eyes. Number four, we have looked upon. Number five, we, our hands have handled. And number six, this life was manifested. The problem we often have is that we, you come to church and on the very first day, you want to jump to verse 2, manifestation. It doesn't work like that. I mean, you can't see, you can't, you can't meet a lady today for the first time and by the following week, you, she's already giving birth to your baby. It is never going to happen. There is a process. Are you following me? There's a process. You're not going to give birth to somebody today and then the person jumps from primary one to the university. No matter how brilliant he is, that is never going to happen. We've had of somebody from uh, uh, primary six uh, that went to university straight, but he had to repeat 200 level with all the brilliance because he jumped some processes. Are you following me here? So there are processes. And the Bible brings us something powerful here that between where you started from and to the place where your life becomes a manifestation and you are living your dreams and you are having your, your dreams come to pass and whatever you wish for and then you are there, there is a process in the middle. So it began with that which was from the beginning. And every one of us here, we have to understand what was from the beginning. 
Because, of course, if you don't know which, what was from the beginning, I mean, you are just lost in the middle of nowhere. Because, okay, you, they gave back to you sometimes back, a few years back, in the 70s or 80s or 90s, as they came, as the case may be, and probably some of you in the 2000s. Because if you gave it back to you in the year 2000, you must be around 21 now. Alright? So that makes people who are given, if they give back to you in the 70s, you are old. You are an old man. Not people that call, like us that are 2000s, alright? Praise God. Alright. So, what am I saying here? There was something that was from the beginning. What was it about you in the beginning? That's the first thing you need to understand. Because that is the beginning of that which was from the beginning. Let's understand where this thing started from. So let's take a look at the book of Genesis quickly. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. Genesis 1.28. Let me just read from there. If, if I have Genesis 1.28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and... I can't hear you. Replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So, the Bible tells us, Church history says that Adam, when he was created, it wasn't a five-footer or six-footer like we are in these days. He was a huge man, probably in the neighborhood of seven to eight feet in height. You know, over the years, man shrunk and shrunk because of all the junks we began to eat. We didn't stay with what God asked us to eat. So when somebody, when you now become 50, you now go to the doctor. doctor says, go and start eating leaves. Have you seen some of those old men? You see their plate, you pity them. Don't pity them. You will eat your own leaves eventually too. As you grow older, you will understand that you can't be eating sardine or those junks, meat pie, all those things. They are junks. Ice cream. Hey, I just love cold stone. You will still love cold leaf eventually. I'm telling you the truth. As, as you grow older, you will see ice cream. Why? Well, I'm straight. I'm not interested. You will see sugar. You will turn around. Are you following me? And the earlier you start, the better, of course. So, now, Adam, standing, a huge man standing. God just finished creating him with mud and sand and all of that. And the Bible said God breathed into his nostrils. And he became a living soul. In other words, life came into that statue-like uh, being that God made. And he rose up in that huge frame before God. And God looked at him. And the very first words that came out of the mouth of God to him was, Be fruitful. And note that it wasn't Adam alone. Because in verse 27 of that scripture, Genesis, is a male and female created in them. And at that time, Eve has not been created. Why would God say male and female created in them? E, them. What's God trying to say? God is trying to wrap off all of humanity that were in his loins. So it was not Adam God was talking to. God was talking to all of humanity, including you and I. And the voice of God reverberated through the garden of Eden was, Be fruitful. Come on, somebody scream that. Let me hear you. That's the voice of the Lord. 
So this statement, be fruitful, is that which was from the beginning. Whatever it is in your life right now, whatever it is that might have been brought about by your environment, by parental upbringing, by situation around you, by Nigerian economy, by the hardship in the Nigerian system, by living in the city of Ibadan, whatever it is in your life right now, is not that which was from the beginning. What was from the beginning is fruitfulness about your life. Being broke is not from the beginning. Moving from relationship to relationship and sleeping with each person and your esteem dying slowly and everything is is not from the beginning. Are you following me here? God had a good intention about your life from the very beginning. All of humanity, including you and I, His words are be fruitful. May you be fruitful in Jesus' name. Amen. Every time you look into your life, your bank account, and there's nothing fruitful about that. That wasn't God. That was not what from the, from the beginning. And so, you have to go back to what God said in the beginning. Do you understand what I'm saying? If there's a house, for example, and this house has is, is been built for 15 years, and then you suddenly discover cracks. And you call an architect or a building engineer. The first thing they're asking about is the integrity of that building. He said, what happened to the foundation? What kind of blocks did they use? Is it quacks you just called to build a house or what? There shouldn't be this crack. There is something that was wrong from the beginning. And sometimes some of those houses have to be pulled down. So that... The correct thing that should be in the beginning should be put there so that we can have a good store. I saw my uncle pull down his old house, entire house in Bariga. Beautiful house. You know, Bariga is waterlogged area. So they sand filled the area, but they did not do it well in the beginning. So the house is about uh, 15 years old and from the tiles, water was just sipping up into every room. You think you're in a fish pond. The old house has to come down. You can't correct it from up. They have to go back to the beginning. I'm telling you that the beginning of your life is not even when they gave back to you. Because some of the things about your life has been ordained before the foundation of the world. So what the devil does is to take you away from that which was in the beginning and give you that which exists now. And keep you busy focusing on what exists now at the expense of that which was in the beginning. Is somebody still with me here? So you are married and you've been married for 15 years. Your spouse you're married to is the one from beginning. That spouse is from the beginning. The girl you are now looking at is a side chick that just came on the scene. So from the beginning, from the foundation of your, of, of your life, you were this huge, tall man. But in the middle of the process, you started looking at a side cheek. And the side cheek turns you into a chicken. From a huge man. 
Are you, are you listening to me? That is what the devil does. Destruction. So the question is, what was it in the beginning about my life? Fruitfulness. What is fruitfulness? Be fruitful, be fruitful. It means to grow. To increase, to expand, to advance, to move forward, to be prosperous. So when you look at a bank account and it's written 23 naira, 20 kobo, that is not what was in the beginning. It was the SMS they sent to you now. So now, if you can go back to what was in the beginning, then you, are, you can correct the problem in the now. The problem is, you are trying to correct now with now. It doesn't work that way. I mean, the Bible says the beginning was the word. The word is always in the beginning. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So God is beginning. That which was in the beginning. They came to Jesus Christ. They said, Moses said, if any, if any woman offends us, we should just divorce her straight. If I don't like her, I should divorce her and marry another. And the one I marry, if, she's, if she does not cook my food in time or put too much salt, divorce. If she comes home and I greet her, I say, how are you? And she does not answer me, divorce. If I look at her, I don't like her, I get divorce. So they were asking Jesus Christ, can we put away our wife? Because it's in, the, it's, in the, it's in the law of Moses. And Jesus Christ said, from the beginning, it was not so. He said, Moses wrote these laws because of the hardness of your heart. But from the beginning, he said, go back to what God said. And everybody here, you have to learn how to go back to the beginning. Do you know, the, the more you try to run away from your beginning, the more you can't escape. You have to face it. Are you following me here? You have to face it. The beginning. One guy, first class student, out of school, and no job for years, no job. So he went, sat beside this, beside this man of God, and the man of God was praying for him, and the man of God had a word of knowledge. He said, there's something about pots. Go and find out from your parents. He went to his parents, there's no pots now, but his grandparents are still alive. So he traveled back home and asked them. He said, ah, how far can you our pot? And he said, ah, how did you know? He said, where are the pots? He said, they are the backyard, come and see. So he went there, and he, they, saw, they, showed her, they showed him three pots. I said, wow. He said, let me see. He said, no, 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 no. You are not supposed to touch it. Ah, I said, okay, I, I forgot. He said, but which one is my own out of this one? He, they pointed to it. As they turned back to go, he went there, grabbed the pot. Ah! He escaped for his life, got to bus stop, told the bus, uh, the car. He said, don't worry, three people remain, I will pay. And took the pot and brought it to the pastor. So the pastor took the pot and opened it. It was his air. The first air from his head as a baby that was inside that pot. So they prayed over the pot, anointed it and broke it. He got a job in an oil company two weeks after. Two weeks after. You know what happened there? It's an illustration of having to go back to the beginning. Are you following me here? That which was from the beginning. Now, hear me and hear me well. The beginning of 
all humanity here in the scripture Genesis 1-28 predates what happened at your birth. There is a beginning of your life but there is a beginning of your beginning. That, so the beginning of your beginning all of humanity is be fruitful. That is why you see some unbelievers who are not born again and they seem to be fruitful because it's a mandate to all of humanity. All of humanity be fruitful. That's why born again can reproduce and because it's a multiply. Say, if this man is a wicked man, he doesn't love God, he's a satanist. Why does he have children? There is a mandate you don't get. As long as you are human, there is a mandate over your life. However, that mandate is not automatic. Go back to First John 1 and take a look at something here. That which was from the beginning, which we have what? Which we have? Which we have heard. Some of you have heard it before. Some of you are hearing for the first time that, okay, there is something about that which was from the beginning. So the first thing is to hear. Are you hearing me this morning? The Bible says, how shall they hear unless they are sent? So God is sending me to you this morning to hear that there is something that was from the beginning. Which we have heard. So the first thing is to hear. As you are. Is, anybody, is anybody hearing me now? Yes, sir. Then the next thing it says is which we have seen with which we have seen with our eyes. And there are two different things because you can hear and not see. And I was giving this illustration during the first service that if I say uh there's 25 million naira here for you. Pick it up. And you are sitting there. You can't see it. Right? But you heard me. Right? So assume you are sitting at an angle this way. So you heard. There's 25 million for you here. You are looking at my face. I say 25 million for you here. What do you do automatically? You turn your eyes to there. So it's two different things from hearing and seeing with your eyes. Are you following me? Which we have seen with our eyes. So that's the second thing. So God said in the beginning, be fruitful. My question to you this morning is, have you seen it? Because if you don't see it, you can't even move to the next process. Can you see it? Let me ask you, can you see it? Uh, Seeing it means light dawns upon your soul and you can really see that yes God said it be fruitful and it's talking to me and I'm part of humanity is talking to me. that means I'm going to be fruitful that is seeing it seeing it is not the emotional uh, we have seen we have seen we have seen no that has not it let me ask you can you see it can you see it have they have, have you been in a group with a group of people maybe four or five people at a time and then you left the place and then your friend asked you i say ah that shirt that that girl was wearing is fine did you see it say no i don't see ah 
showed you a funny. The girl that was beside us, I said I did not see. But you were talking to her at the time. Eh, see, what happened was, you looked, you, you saw her, but you didn't see her. Are you following me? So this is why a lot of times, people come to church and hear the word, but they don't see it. So it does not produce anything in their life. So a pastor comes and declares, in the name of Jesus, you will get your car this week. Everybody says amen. It's only the few people that see it that can have that testimony. But some other people who didn't see will come back and say, fake me one bear. That's how they said we will, we will get car. We say amen, we did not get car. You never saw it. Because now seeing it leads to the next process, which is what? Which we have. I can't hear you. Everybody say which we have. Oh, so when I, when I say there's 25 billion here, and then you turn your eyes and then you see it, what's the next thing you want to do? You want to stand up and come to the place and do what? Look upon. So looking upon is you deliberately and consciously moving towards that which you have seen to give it some attention. So you see the word be fruitful and then you get back home and you sit down with it. Be fruitful. What does it mean? If I am fruitful, what would that mean to me now? Does it translate into money? Does it translate into me having a job? Does it translate into me having a better job? Does it translate to me having a better opportunity? Does it translate to me adding to my businesses? What will fruitfulness mean to me now? That is looking upon. Are you still with me? That's looking what? Upon. That's looking upon. With your eyes, we looked upon. What's the next thing he says? Our hands have handled. So, I said there's 25 million naira there. That's, you have heard. Then you look at it, you have seen. Then you go there and look at it, you looked upon. And then you do what? You take it up. That is when your hand touches it. Are you with me here? And then in verse 2 he said that which is now manifested. It is after you now hold it with your hands that you can leave it. That that which was from the beginning now become expressed in physical reality in your life. What you don't see, people of God, you can have. Believe you me. So, this now requires us. You know, I learned this truth when I was a student in the university. I never understood why we should be reading Bible. Why? I never understood it. Why should we read Bible every day? Why? And then some other pastors will come and they will preach it. And I say, as I was reading my Bible, God spoke to me. I say, how many people in Paro now? God spoke to you all. I've been trying to read too. I've not heard anything. You see, I didn't see it. It took me a while to understand that for you to get anything from the word manifested in your life in physical reality, you have to give it time and attention. Say time and attention. I'm not talking of just cramming it. I mean sitting down and creating 
Holy Ghost pictures in your heart with what you are reading. That the Bible says I should be fruitful. Ah, and you begin to think, ah, no, 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 no. I can't be poor again. No. Ah, ah. You mean God said to me in Adam, I should be fruitful? Why am I suffering my life all these years? Oh, I should be fruitful. It is that anger and indignation from within that propels you into manifesting that which you have seen. See, the process of looking upon. Let me give you a practical illustration. I used to be very sickly when I was in the university, secondary school, university. I mean, I fall ill so easily. So at the time, I was told to come to hospital whether I feel feverish or not. And they put me on drip. It was that bad. My dad took me to a doctor at the time to test everything testable, including HIV, tuberculosis, everything. I mean, every disease was tested. And the doctor said they can't find anything. But the very next Friday, I was ill. And I'm not talking of just feeling feverish, serious, crazy temperature eh? that I will have to wrap clothes around myself and then I will take this demonic drug called chloroquine. I say it's demonic because after you take it, three days after, then you start itching your whole body. It was bad. So I'll call my siblings, distribute comb to them. You take my hand, you take my hand. You do the back to be itching my body for the next three days. Are you following me? And I was like that every week. Dream, dream, dream. And one day I was reading my Bible. And I saw that which was from the beginning. Oh my God. I saw in the scripture in John chapter 14 where the Bible says, If you love me and keep my commandments, it was Jesus speaking. He said, I and the Father, we will come into you and make our abode with you. I said, what? God the Father, God the Son living inside me and I'm having body temperature see at that point I was looking upon it I could have read it oh, Father yeah God Father live what's the next verse you saw it you did not look upon it looking upon takes attention and time concentration your phone rings you refuse to take your phone because you are looking upon it, sometimes it take hours sometimes days see at the point when the light shines that is when your hands have handled it. Yes, and until your hands handle it, there will never be a manifestation. Yes, That's why you can see some people, they will cram, cram Bible and be saying it, but you never see it reflected in their life. So, I said, God the Father. I couldn't recover from it. For hours I sat down. I began to imagine God the Father. God the Son. Living in me. Ye. Ye. Yeah, I began to tell myself, so that means if I have to be sick, God the Father must be sick. Jesus had to be sick. Ah, for me to be taking drip, God is taking drip now. I began to meditate on it. And the more I meditate, I began to see that God cannot be sick. You can't give God drip. Lying down your spirit bed and God say, Yeah, I have body temperature. No. Then I read further. 
And I saw that the Holy Ghost himself will come and stay. I say, yeah. It's not just God the Father, God the Son, even with God the Holy Spirit. I said, it should down. I was fired up. If I see Satan, I will kill him with my hands. At that moment, I began to say, why have I been suffering my life all this year? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, living in me. See, at that point, I am looking upon the reality of the scripture. And the Bible says this word is life. Life began to flow into my being. I told myself, no, no more. I can't be sick any longer. It is never going to happen again. I was so sure. Next Friday, body temperature. Usual time, around 1 o'clock. It came with all its fury. My temperature was high. I looked at my back. Should I pack my bag and go to, to the hospital? I said, no, I'm not going. If I'm going to die, let me die. Unless God is not on his throne. And this word is not true. I refused to go. For two hours straight. Banging headache. And with all kind of thoughts of the devil. You are dead. You are going to die. It's your day. You are doing faith. You are, you are a foolish boy. You think you are in faith. What do you even know? He attacked my mind. But I refused to yield. As he was attacking my mind, the Holy Spirit would bring the, the picture of what I have looked upon. You see, what you look upon the most, take ascendancy over your life the most. That's why you, those of you that watch all of him, you can't sleep in the night. You remember, you know? You can't sleep. Cutting moves like, say, yeah! You see, you have, been, you have looked upon all of him too much. You've seen the, them bring out intestine. Boom! You see somebody poke knife into somebody's eyes and bring it out. Fram! And then in the eyes, you are imagining, ah, Obenu Jue Kodao. I refuse to go. Two hours. Headache. Temperature. It was, it was heavy, but I refused. I began to declare, God, you can't be sick. God, you can't have body temperature. No, 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 no. In two hours, my temperature returned to normal. Oh, glory to God. Headache <laughs> disappeared. I'm telling you, from that point on, I'm talking of 1995. I don't even know what headache looks like. I, don't, I can't explain it. This is what they call headache. From that point. Because I looked upon. And I was able to see that which was from the beginning. As long as you operate your life based on that which is now. You will be caught in the web of the now. Are you following me? That wasn't where it stopped. Then when people fall sick in our all. You know, my wife will tell you because we live in the same hall. There's female hall, yeah, over 300 students in that hall. They will bring them to my room. And because I've looked upon and my hands have handled it, I'll just lay hands on them. They will, fall, they, they will just, I mean, there was no day I won't pray for up to two or three people. Every day from that time. I never told them I went through any experience. It was manifested. I did not tell anybody. I'm telling you, no discussion with anybody what I went through. But one day they knock on my door. Ha, ah, but boy, you see, Joshua, I pray for. I wasn't a pastor. I was nothing. But they came. And they kept coming from that day. Because the first person I prayed for, that was the first person that fell under the anointing. It, it came, body temperature, the, the type that I had. And when I held his hand, 
He was burning hot. I laid my hands on him and I was feeling that temperature. And as I prayed, in less than 30 seconds, the temperature went to normal. And that guy fell down. When he came up, he could not believe it. He couldn't believe himself and everybody. So from that day, they began to come to my room. I mean, cases like convulsions. I'm not talking of temperature, convulsions. People that had plague in their body couldn't graduate because she was passing blood. During the exact time, the woman person passed blood. She will be passing blood during the examination time for six years. She's been held in school, not be able to graduate. Just five minutes prayer. Because my hands handled it. Do you know how many people your destiny is tied to in helping? But which you won't be able to help because you refuse to look upon. Guess if I did not look upon. Maybe that sickness will have killed me. There won't be a shout of grace center. What, what am I going to be telling you if, if you are sick? You know, sometimes you are sick and you are not able to overcome it. It's like that. Because that is what I've seen. You see, what you see is what you can share. What you see is what you can give. You go and take advice that you want to buy a car from somebody who all his life, all he had is he spoke of a bicycle. He will tell you it's not possible. You can't get a car because he never saw it. Are you following me here? That which we have handled. Are you handling what I call supernatural prosperity? If you are not, you are not being fruitful yet. You may be on your way, but you need to get there. Because it's a mandate from heaven. Listen to me. No devil, no witch can stop the mandate that came out of the mouth of God. So forget about... Uh, Pastor, it's just that there is household wickedness. Which household wickedness now? How? Will contradict what God said about your life? Be fruitful. That's it. In every area. In your finances. Not another broke day in my life again. Because if you don't believe it, you can never experience it. Is somebody here with me? When we started this church, over there on the road, a very small place, the entire auditorium is no more than this stage altogether. But God showed me and spoke to me that I'm going to give you a 500 seat auditorium. Tent, rather. And I told these people. And I began to say it. I went online to check the amount they sell tents like this. 19 million, 25 million. And what I had God, what I had from God, wanted to shake. But then thank God for the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible said the Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit explained to me, he said, don't focus on the money. Focus on what God said. The God said we'll give you 19 million to buy 10. I said no. What did he say? He said we'll give us a 500 seat at 10. He said focus on that. And I did. And then I began to say it to anybody that cared to listen. Just like I'm telling you that our 10 year goal in Shadow Grace Center is to be in our own cathedral in our own land. And the church is 5 years now so we have just 5 years. So to you, really, show possible. Already my eyes have handled it. Manifestation. So while we were there, 
I began to see and look upon here, which is this tent. Are you following me? And it became intense when we started church in January and by February, the place was jam-packed. We had a meeting and there was no space for people to see. People had to go back. I said, no. I said, God, it's time, it's time, it's time. You know, sometimes when God tells that kind of thing, he says, okay, our first year of church, maybe by the second or third year. No, it is that same year that God provided this. And listen, the Bible says we have in the same spirit of faith, we believe and therefore we what? We speak. So what you have seen that your, your hands have handled, the next stage is now to start saying it. Because faith process is not complete until you say it. You have to say it. So I began to say it. So one of the people I said it to was in Lagos and was with a pastor who wanted to sell off this particular tent. So he called me on phone. He said, ah, you said the other time that you wanted. I said, yes. He said, there's somebody here they want to sell it. He said, how much? He said, 8.5 million. 8.5 million I don't have. It's then that I'm confessing. Are you following me? <laughs> so they told the guy that I'm interested. They'll say, oh, Pastor Tunamis, because I've preached for him twice. So he said, ah, let him just pay 1.5 million. So I was trying to arrange that money to send. On the day I had 500, I wanted to, that day I wanted to send because they called me again and said they are removing the tent now as I speak. If you don't send the money now, the tent is gone. So I said, okay, let me send this 500k. And I called, and they told him, Pastor, do not miss asking for your account number. And he said, oh, okay, for the tent I'll be. And he just said, eh, let him come and carry it. You see what happened? We didn't pay one dime. You know why? That which was from the beginning. Eh? Which we have had. Which we have seen. Which we looked upon. And our hands have handled. That is the process, people of God. You have to spend time. There are two things you have to do in life if you have to succeed on anything. Ministry, business, whatever. Number one is that you have to see it. There has to be a clear-cut goal. Never go into any venture, business, ministry without a goal. Have you seen footballers playing without a goalpost before? They are wasting their time. There will be no winner. There must be a clear-cut goal. Number two, everybody who succeeded in what they are doing have been known to always proclaim confidently eh, where they are going to before they go there. They say, well, I'm naturally a quiet person. I don't talk. You know the Bible says, confound all flesh and blood. That's why I'm not saying anything. You can't have it. You have to declare keep saying because your words he said the words I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life you know that spirits don't die isn't it so words don't die so the reason we see have light and day is because God said let there be light let there be a greater light a lesser light 
to rule the day and rule the night. Because he said it, that word has not died. The day that word died, there will be no day and night again. So when God makes a proclamation of like, let there be light, that voice is released into the atmosphere and it goes on replicating itself. Let there be light, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light. It goes on for eternity. If that word is withdrawn, it's over. So when you say, Father, thank you, that before the end of next year, I will have bought a plot of land and I will have built my house. That was good into the atmosphere. The more you say it, the more it comes alive. Orchestration. God will orchestrate events until that which is proclaimed come to pass. That's why he said, you shall say to this mountain, be thou cast into the sea. But, and you shall not doubt in your heart, but you shall believe that that which you say shall come to pass. He said, you shall have what he said. He didn't even say pray. It's what you say, what you say, what you say, what you say. So every time, I round up with this, every time in your life, you look at your finances or your relationship, business, career, academic, or whatever you are doing, marriage, home, children, your fiancé, family, parents, any area of your life. And you cannot see a reflection of what God promised you there. Don't just leave it and think things will work out fine. Nigeria works anything, does not work out anything fine for anybody. The way Nigeria is going, it's not interested in you as a person. Are you following me? So you can't base your life based on the calculations of... Uh, uh, the economy the night. no you have always have to go back to the that which was in the beginning so you take that aspect of your life eh? you go into the bible what was it that God said about this in the beginning eh? are you listening the moment you find it is the beginning of your miracle if you have sickness in your body that I defy anything what did God say about me about healing about divine health you go there, you find it. So when you find that which was from the beginning, eh? the next thing is, you hear it. That which you have heard. You take it and speak it to yourself. You hear it over and over. That which we have what? Seen. As you are saying it, you are seeing the reality that no, I'm not supposed to be poor. I'm not supposed to be sick. That which we now look upon. So you sit down with that scripture. Be Janio. You sit down with it. And begin to meditate. You stay on it. For days. For weeks. For months. It will come to a point. A point light will shine in your heart. You will know that yes I got this. At that moment your hands have handled it. The next thing is what he says in verse 2. It will be manifested. Rise upon your feet this morning. Did somebody get blessed? Uh, just one prayer point. Lord, show me what I need to see that I'm not seeing. God, that's the beginning. Open your mouth and pray. Show me, Lord, what I need to see that I'm not seeing. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, 
I would like to present us an opportunity to do so. It is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life. If you are making that decision this morning, say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I declare you died for my sin. You rose up on a third day. From today, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. In Jesus' name. Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to God's kingdom. Please kindly leave a comment or send us a message on any of our social media handles so that we can send you the relevant materials. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia and part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of Good Center, Jesus and Hope's Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Dynamics, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shouts of Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global, on YouTube at Dynamics Today, Noah. On MixLR at KHC Global. Visit our website www.kcsandhooks.com. Via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com. To partner with us, kissesandhooks.com slash partnership. God bless you.